Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and shows and movies of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which, uh, it's kind of the case for the thing that we're talking about today. I'm Sean. And Chris. And today we're going to be talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. The old one from 1995, not the new one. So, as you know, the new Power Rangers film just came out, and we're not going to talk about that today. But, we're going to talk about the one from 95. Yeah, we thought it would be a good idea to take a look back, a retrospective, as is, as is our want, about uh, Power Rangers and the movie. The first movie that they ever did. This movie came out June 30th of 95, with a runtime of 95 minutes. Had a budget of $15 million, the box office of 66.4. Oh, so it made money. And in its opening weekend, the film earned 13, about $13 million, coming in fourth behind Apollo 13 and Pocahontas and Batman Forever, which were still kind of holdovers. They've been out for a while. Uh, there are four, video, uh, four different video game titles based on the movie. Uh, released for various systems. And it currently holds a 50% rotten rating based on 22 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, there is no summarized consensus given for this. I want to mention my favorite movie reviewer, Roger Ebert, gave it only half a star out of a possible four stars. He's sadly since dead. But his reviews are honestly some of the best well-written movie reviews you'll ever read. He was, and a, he was a king of snark. He was, and he was brilliant at it. And one of his lines from his... I read Sean the review today when we were getting lunch... And one of the lines is, as close as you can get to absolute nothing and still have a product to project on the screen. Needless to say, I think, one, that was accurate. Yes. And two, uh, that was snark to the max. Yes. So, before we get started, did you watch this movie? I did. When you were a kid? I did. You did. I did, too. In the theater. I absolutely remember going to the theater and seeing this movie as well. Um, I want to say it was... Let's see, at the time, I was probably, I was in Fullerton, so it was probably at the Fullerton AMC where I saw it, because that's where I saw all the movies. This was 95, trying to think what was around in 95, so 95, uh, I saw it at a theater that I think is a discount theater now, but I remember this theater for, for a couple of reasons. It was one that... I remember Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in line with me once for a movie. JTT? JTT. Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in line, a couple people behind me. I think he was with an aunt and an uncle, and like, and he was kind of popular at the time. He was younger popular, but popular. Yeah, because when did The Lion King come out? I mean, he was on Home Improvement, but yeah. he was also Simba in The Lion King. Yeah, so I was like like elementary school, like around the time that this movie came out, actually, I think. Yeah. And, he, and he was in line behind me for a movie. Not for this one, but for something else. Yeah. Uh, and then I if think, I was him, I would have been caught dead at this movie. And then I had my first real kiss with a girl underneath a bridge next to the movie theater because we said we are going to go see the movie Big Green. And me and a friend... 
uh, went on double dates with some girls. We went in, we bought tickets, and then we waited till the parents left. And then we snuck outside and made out with girls under a bridge. You scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> my scoundrelly 12 slash 13 year old self. Oh, so my God. I, yeah, so when you ask me about Power Rangers, because I have distinct memories of seeing this movie in the theater and waiting in line to play some Street Fighter 2, because they had a bunch of arcade games there. And and I have all these memories of that movie theater, so... So this movie, then, has good memories for you, at least. Well... Some of them. I remember it as being a movie that I liked. What did you remember about it when you were a kid? When you think back to it, what did you... What do you think about it? Well, I... Uh, hold on. Before we, before we do that, we are going to be drinking some just regular old Sierra Nevada pale ale. Because, um, well... We're both not feeling great, but we still want to drink. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to... Well, we were also drinking earlier, too. So we were a little bit. That's right. part of it. it you kind of need to drink when you watch the movie like this. So I remember really liking this movie. I was really into Power Rangers at at the time, as was probably a lots of 10 to 12-year-olds. kids. Yeah. And I remember being really excited to see this movie. And I remember leaving the movie like, yeah, that, that was awesome. And it was so cool. Um, I didn't have the same kind of experience outside the theater because I'm pretty sure I saw this with my mom. Um, so moms are cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who else takes to the movies when you're like 11 or 12? Yeah, that's true. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I did, I did enjoy this movie at the time. Um, I don't, rem- I mean, I remember parts of it. I remember Ivan Ooze. I remember the Power Rangers. I, I kind of had forgotten about the whole, I keep wanting to call it Ninjago. It's like their ninja form. Um, Ninjetti, Ninjetti, I think is what they called it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of forgot about that whole part, uh, but it's all a good memory um, that was completely shattered by re-watching it. Absolutely and 100% destroyed because I rewatched it. It was destroyed for me, too. Well, not as much. I think, like... I think in my relationships with most of the people I know, I'm seen as kind of like, uh, not, I mean, okay, I guess you probably see me as a little bit of a pessimist, probably, right? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I I don't think I'm a pessimist. I'm just like, um, I'm a hopeful realist. I hope everything's great, but I, I one of those things where you prepare for the worst and you hope for the best. Right. But, but that's how, like, I operate for everything. And that's how I felt about this movie is... Because we'd already watched the Power Rangers show. Yeah. And because we've watched some other things that were like not, that we were had fond memories of that ended up not being great. I I just figured that that was what was going to be the case. Yeah. And I ended up being right. Yeah, it was, it was not, not great. Like, one of the things that, that Chris didn't read uh, from the Roger Ebert review, and it was super true about this movie, is... You have a lot of characters in this movie, and all but one of them are just dead on the screen. They are not even emoting. It's like bad acting and no personality and no nothing. The only the only person who does anything with their character is Paul Freeman, who plays Ivan Ooze. Paul Freeman, by the way, is uh, Rene Belloc from... Uh, He's the archaeologist from from, from the first, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The one who gets his face exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things Roger Ebert said about this is 
Um, what depresses me inutterably is that children who are fresh and inquisitive will go to this movie and for 88 minutes, the movie will do what it can to deaden their imaginations. Yeah. Ouch. But, yeah, but true. Absolutely. Um, so the, the plot of this movie is, is fairly simplistic. I mean, it's your, it's your basic, it's a, the, I think maybe the problem was, is that it's, it's a basic TV show plot line that gets stretched out to 88 minutes yeah uh, almost almost an hour and a half yeah that's basically what happened and that's never a good thing it's you know like like uh like bilbo said it was butter spread on too much or it was yeah butter spread on too much toast yeah it's just it's just not enough there to make it worthwhile it was so the plot is the power or the uh rita and zed and their minions, which they get rid of two minions and acquire a new one. Because it's cheaper. Because it was cheaper than paying the voice actors for the two that they lost. But Rita and Zed are looking for Ivan Ooze, who was some previously un- not talked about galactic conqueror guy. 6,000 years 6, before. 6,000 years ago had wreaked havoc across the galaxy and had built this giant empire... And that at the time, 6,000 years ago, Zordon, who is immortal, had a group of Power Rangers that essentially sealed him in a trash can, just like they did Rita. Except inside the trash can was a hand holding a creepy purple egg. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, some construction workers unearth the egg. Ivan gets released. He starts wreaking havoc on Angel Grove because nobody in Power Rangers sets their sights on anything outside of Angel Grove. Because if you're going to be a galactic conqueror, you start with suburbia. Yeah, Sean. exactly. Uh, didn't you know? Yeah, you, you start with some weird analog for like Los Angeles, San Diego. Yeah. So he gets... That was filmed in Australia. Filmed in Australia. So he gets let out. He starts wreaking havoc. He traps Zed, he traps Zed and Rita... And in a snow globe. In a snow globe, takes over their takes over their base and goes to Zordon's control center, destroys it, zaps Alpha, and almost kills Zordon by pulling him out of his time warp thing that he Which takes in. away the Power Rangers ability. Yeah. So then the Power Rangers have to get sent to some distant planet to go spot- on a quest to get new powers. Yeah. They come back. Uh, they use really, really be- poorly uh, digitally animated Zords against equally badly animated enemies, <laughs> and then they, of course, destroy them and in then a really the ridiculous ran- roundabout way, and then everyone's saved. Yes, and that's it. There was that's there was no, and we've talked about this before. This is a movie where there was no real sense of danger and no real sense of oh my god they might not be able to do this there's no tension is what i'm trying to say that's yeah. the correct word i will say that the action scenes like the um the martial arts set pieces were were pretty decent like that considering um like they weren't terrible like you would expect given everything else that it would have been terrible yeah but we i mean we have to remember that some of these people have like legit martial arts backgrounds they so, do I mean, really quickly, just to go over the cast, you have Jason David Frank, who is the Green Ranger slash White Ranger. In this one, he is the White Ranger. Yeah. And was, he is the White Power Ranger. That's right. White Power. If you got hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he's Tommy, <laughs> and uh, he 
In real life, he's created his own martial arts style. He holds Guinness World Records for board breaking. And, I mean, he's, he's like, a legit dude. Is he one of those guys that breaks boards for Jesus? Uh, have, you ever, have you ever seen those guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they used to be on, like, a late night TBN. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They break yeah. boards and, like, they, like uh, run through, like, or they, like, smash. Smash big... their heads into blocks of ice. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. And they just have, like, Jesus written across their shirt. And they'd be wearing, yeah. like, weight belts. They'd be just big yoked out guys. Well, th- through the power of Christ, I can achieve anything, smash. Well, you know, Trinity Broadcasting uh, is closing. Oh, it They're is? gone, yeah. Oh, thank God. They got, there, yeah, won't be an, uh, there won't be an eyesore on the 405 freeway I was, I was just going to say, they're, they're getting closed down. It's getting turned into, like, commercial space and residential, so. Well, they probably uh, made a boatload of money off of that. They've got good They've got good real estate right there. Yeah, we live in Southern California, and Trinity Broadcasting Network is a, was a Christian broadcasting network. I think, actually, they're still around, but yeah. they're... But they, I think they moved a lot of their production stuff, like, probably someplace cheaper. Yeah, if um, you remember back... In the eighties, you had like Tammy Faye Baker, yeah, the the, the televangelist that had the big hair and the makeup, um, and they would always say that like they had cancer and needed you to help them, and then yeah. it turns out that they were using the money to go to Fiji and buy a Corvette, yeah, which is that was that a lot. Yeah. That was TBN. I, yeah, I want to say, and I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but my favorite—I don't know why I would have—my favorite memory from TBN wasn't actually something that I did. It was something that a, a friend of mine had said. It was a guy that I worked with. He said that when he was young, because he grew up in the area, him and his friends were skateboarding around TBN and were like using the, the stairs and the railings to you know do some tricks. And he said that this lady came running out. It was like a secretary or front desk receptionist or something. She came running out and she yelled at them and she said, I've already called the police, but it doesn't matter because you're all going to hell. And he was like, oh my god. For skateboarding? Yeah. Apparently apparently, skateboarding is a mortal sin. Well, you, uh, you, at TBN. you don't remember the often forgotten and misquoted 11th commandment? Thou shalt not skate on thy lord's property? Thou shalt not skate in front of TBN. Yeah. That, that, yeah, forgot that. I forgot about that one. Well, to answer your question, no, Jason David Frank was not a not that he was not on TV Ed. but but there was other people who had martial arts backgrounds. So in this movie, we get everybody's the ranger everybody knows, right? Green slash white ranger Tommy and um, Kimberly, the pink ranger is back. That's oh, Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah, we talked about her before in our, in the other Power Rangers uh, episodes. Sean and I both had a crush on her when we were oh, kids. Oh yes, uh, she was on Felicity and she was on a, a Canadian show called Flashpoint. And then Billy, uh, Billy Cranston is played by David Yost. We definitely discussed him because there's a lot of stuff. He, he was mistreated on set. It was a yes. big deal. A lot of bad juju. Um, yeah, a lot of bad juju. I, it's really unfortunate because I've. So it looks like all the stuff I've read. He's like supposed to be a really nice guy. So, um, and that sucks. But, but uh, then we have three new guys that we didn't talk about the last time. We, we talked do. About so Power the first Rangers. one is the character playing the yellow Ranger. Cause at this point, the yellow black and red Ranger have been replaced, which we discussed in our other episodes. Yeah. They went off to go to the world peace conference or whatever that uh, was. Th- they, what they really did was, is they got shocked for wanting to join a union is what happened. Yeah. You don't, Heim, you don't do that to Haim Saban when he, Heim, when he wants to, uh, you know, yeah, subjugate Heim, his employees. Haim Saban will definitely kick you out if you ask for too much money he will uh he'll also work you like a dog too yeah uh, and try and not pay uh extras which we're going to talk about yeah. today too yeah. so the yellow ranger uh and eventually got replaced by a woman named karen ashley she's the character's name is aisha campbell and i didn't put anything really in our notes because uh, she didn't do anything you got the black ranger in the show his name's adam and his name is johnny young bosch and 
Sean had mentioned, and what was it about him? He had done stunts for this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had ended up having to do most, I think, of his stunts for the uh, for the for the movie because his stunt double got hurt. So he broke was, his leg or something, yeah. right? And he was a martial artist, so he was able to do a lot of the stunts anyway. Yeah. Well, he's also a voice actor. If any of you guys have watched Trigun, which is an anime, or Bleach. He is the voice of the protagonist for both of those. So he's Vash the Stampede and Ichigo Kurosaki. Uh, the, the dub, dub version. Yeah. So if you watch dub. Uh, Red Ranger, is, the character's name is Rocky. And Rocky it's done by Steve Card- uh, Cardenas. He has a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and very obviously in this movie had no previous acting experience to taking on a job as a Power Ranger. Yeah, he that mm, the acting in this movie is not great. That's why I said, like, aside from Ivan Ooze, aside from Paul Freeman, who's probably the well, not probably, he's definitely the best actor of the group in this movie. Everyone else is just like cardboard cutouts. He could have just animatronics. That's all that they looked like. They were yeah. they were stand-ins. They were just they were scenery for Paul Freeman to chew on. Yeah. Which you know, um, I mean, Paul Freeman, we mentioned him really quickly. And Ivan Ooze is this, like, uh, Sean, is, he's, Sean told us what his backstory, but what he looks like is, if any of you saw, I mean, this was kind of a meme rolling around. It was, he was essentially Apocalypse from the latest X-Men. Yes. Um, so he's purple and he's he's goofy looking. Um, yeah, the, the makeup that they put him in took seven hours to, to apply. God. Can you imagine? Most people's workday is like seven to eight hours. Can you imagine your entire workday is sitting in a chair and getting prosthetics put on you, glued onto your face, and getting painted? And then, after the seven hours, then your workday starts. Well, and like, didn't they have to paint his mouth or something? Because oh, no. the inside of his mouth is purple. So, yeah, in order to get his mouth and his tongue to be purple, he had to drink black currant juice before every take. Every take before that's apparently what happened before every take oh because God. his tongue had to be purple and so God. he would just put the current that's, juice. That's yeah. I mean, I like black currant, but that's awful. It's a lot of black currant juice. That's really bad. yeah. Uh, well, we got Bulk and Skull. They came back too. Yep. Uh, you know, we mentioned uh, that the guy who plays Bulk, his name's uh, Paul Schreier. He directed a bunch of episodes of Power Rangers and stuff. Um, he works. He's done work on comics. And then Jason Narvi, who plays Skull, he has a PhD in theater studies from Santa Barbara, uh, UC Santa Barbara, and he's currently an assistant professor at uh, Concordia in Chicago. I would not is, let his if I was his student, I would not let him live that down. It's like, like do the do the skull laugh, do the <laughs> or whatever. He'd it is. probably be so embarrassed. Like uh, do it. This movie. So when the Power Rangers go on their quest, they end up on this like weird other planet that just. Uh, Sean mentions like they got lucky that it just so happens to have an Earth-like atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so uh, Alpha Five sends him. They're like, you have to go to this other planet to seek out the great power, and he just zaps him there, and they show up and like, oh, good, it's got an oxygen nitrogen atmosphere that you can breathe in, and it's not like twenty times Earth gravity, and you're not like. You know, it doesn't have like a mercury atmosphere or something. Like, and some some woman comes up 
uh, named Dulcea, Ooh. who we don't, I don't, I don't remember them saying the name, but I guess you heard him say it. But. Somebody, somebody says it at some point and goes, but Dulcea, whatever. What we found, what we found from doing research for this movie oh, is I that. I wish it would have happened the way it could have happened. Well, what we found is that there were a lot, a lot, a lot of scenes that were cut out of this movie. So or they completely changed. Yeah. They could have very well have said her name at some point. They originally had a whole backstory. I'm not going to mention it because it's it's actually kind of convoluted. But she, they had a full backstory written for her and everything. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was left out of the movie. But originally, this person, this, the well, the woman who played her, wasn't she? Uh, she did like the Outback Steakhouse commercials. She right? did Outback Steakhouse commercial. Outback Steakhouse commercial. She was originally a model, and man, you can tell because man, she is. She's not even 90s hot. She is just plain old hot. Yeah, she has got a. An amazing body, but and a booty for days. Well, in comparison to what we could have had. So original, well, originally she had the role, but then she had to leave partway through filming because she got like an ovarian cyst, right? Yeah, and had to have it removed. So she had to leave. They brought and, on a replacement, and who was the replacement? Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Twenty twenty-five years ago, Mariska. Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay today is still yeah, yeah, still yeah. hot. I don't know. I don't care. But 25 years ago, um, there, there there are some production images that you can see of her. Um, Do yourself a favor because the, the character of Dulcea is essentially... Not wearing a lot anyway. She's essentially wearing uh, like a... So for like our a, male viewers and, and our female viewers who are uh, going to be interested, go look it up because... Because yeah. um, Dulcea's outfit is essentially a Amazon... You know what it reminds me of in the new movie? It in the new movie, me. it's like Rita Repulsa's outfit almost. Oh, a little it bit. is. Yeah, the she's, vines and stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. essentially wearing what looks like a green bikini. Yeah, with a little bit of extra stuff because she's like an she's supposed to be kind of like an Amazon. Well, and she originally her character was supposed to originally have had um, like a sidekick that was like this blue um, eater looking yeah. thing. There was uh, a lot of stuff that. Was thankfully, and it was like comic relief, and it would like um, annoy uh, Kimberly throughout the movie, and they cut it because, thank God, they cut it. Yeah. Um, and and there's there's some other people, you know. I mean, there's uh, oh the guy who who's the suit actor for Goldar in this because Goldar's in this. Um, he was in the monkey suit for George of the Jungle two, and he was in Moulin Rouge. Oh, um, who was he in Moulin Rouge? Anybody uh, important? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Georgia the Jungle with Brendan Fraser? And then the guy who... Yes, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then Lord Zed, the the suit actor for Lord Zed, um, was the mutant wolf Razar from Turtles 2. That's Secret of the Use. And he was in Wild Wild West, which we talked about with Chris uh, on the Batman podcast. And uh, Julie Cortez, who's Rita Repulsa, this is her last uh, her last film role. Oh, I, th- I think she died after this or that's, something. That's sad. Um, so there's a cons- ra- some random construction worker, and I had no idea, but but I read this before because I I built all these notes before I watched it. Um, once you see it, like you cannot see it. So if you're gonna watch this movie and you have seen the movie or the the TV show Farscape. If you know who Stark is on Farscape, he's this guy with a like metal over his face, and he can lift it up. He's got powers and stuff, and he was also one of the agents in the Matrix. So, huh. but uh, and there's there's voice actors and stuff. Uh, funny enough, and I I remember this because the voice actor for Goldar, um, yeah, I was like that sounds familiar, and it's only because 
I he he does the voice of Bunta Fujiwara from Initial D the the first two seasons the dub. Oh my and God, I, don't I haven't wa- seen that movie that I, show in for I don't I didn't ever watch the dub. I watched like two episodes. It's like I can't do it. I had to go back to the subtitle because the voices were terrible. But maybe that's why his voice kind of sounded familiar. I love Initial D. I know it's terrible, but whatever. I just um, love that. You know what? Both Rita and Goldar's voice have got to be hard to do for long periods of time. Is doing this, Rita is in this. You are my queen. This, oh my god, that hurts my throat just doing it. The guy who does Lord Zed uh, apparently uh, did several productions with Tim and Eric. I hate those. I know guys. you do, but I love them absolutely. Uh, they, the he's thing- also a bunch of voices on uh, Digimon, uh, a bunch of random ones. I get um, what Tim and Eric are trying to do, but I don't think it's funny at all. I don't care. I like it. It's just. <laughs> And then um, Barbara Goodson is uh, Rita Repulsa. She's done a bunch of stuff. She's Mother Ta- uh, Talzin from the Clone Wars. Oh. The Star Wars Clone Wars. And um, it's actually, she, it's actually, she's actually, you know, it's not, this is the this is the first instance of Power Rangers not reusing footage from Super Sentai. So this, this Rita yeah. is actually someone who's at least mouthing. That was the Amer- woman that I mentioned. Yeah. Who, yeah. She's actually mouthing English words and not being dubbed over from Japanese. Yeah, I mean, they, they they stole the ideas, obviously, from uh, Super Sentai, but they also stole some some stuff from... Uh, Their stock footage. Nin- ninja Sentai uh, Kaku Ranger, which is the ninja one, the d- Japanese ninja one. Yeah. And so they merged those together. This movie, it doesn't take place in the Power Rangers canon. It's like an alternate uh, telling of how they get their ninja powers. And I know that because I just watched that episode... Uh, in addition, back, uh, whatever it was, we did the Power Rangers episodes. Go, go, Ninja Rangers. Yeah, it's not, it's not good, but we, we mentioned Haim Saban and Shuki Levy several times on the show. Yeah, Because they were actually pretty prolific throughout the 90s. And um, the 80s. Yeah. Did you know that the, that the other woman who, um, was a producer, uh, Suzanne Todd, she produced Across the Universe. And, uh. That, that musical? Yeah. Oh. And Memento. Oh, and the Austin Powers movies. I love those mints. Yeah, mementos. Oh. <laughs> the Fresh Maker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just got to write down so you remember where they, where you put them. No, I have to take pictures or like tattoo them on my. Screen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Um, Don't believe his lies. the The music was um, not great. It was not great. <laughs> but this person has had a just a massive amount of work. They did the music for Sin City. Oh, um, Daredevil, womp womp, stinker, The Crow, uh, the Street Fighter movie. I want us to do that one. Oh God, uh, <laughs> The Craft, uh, The Ooh. Saint, and Spawn. A lot of the movies. Yeah, The Negotiator, Titan AE, which we've talked about before. We I like that, that movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Matt Damon. The screenplay is written by Arn Olson, who also did. Mostly nothing except for all go all dogs go to heaven number two. Oh, he wasn't good enough for the first one. <laughs> yeah, Don and, Bluth saw the writing on the wall. He was yeah. like, nope, and nope. there's other there's other people we don't need nope. to get into, but yeah. Um, so we've gone over the plot. Like, there's not a lot to say about this movie. It is it is not it's not good. It is um, not good, and it is not. I can't believe. I mean, so the thing we have to say. Is for me, and I think for you too, the the main draw of the original Power Rangers show was the kaiju battles. Like that was the that was the fun part for me. It was yeah. it was seeing the guys in the big rubber suits and they get 
they get and they destroy like a part of the yeah, city. Yeah, we talked and they about fight. that when we covered the covered the the original series. Yeah, and it's such a shame because uh, it would have almost have been better if they uh, you had told me that they uh, the producers had originally wanted to go low budget like the show. They and did do it more like the show, but then they were the going to fight some giant rat monsters. Yeah, and then at yeah. the last sort of at the last minute, they decided no, we're not going to do that. We're going to instead use. CGI, some very but like not good CGI. Yes, yeah, even for '95, it wasn't. good. Yeah, this is like this is like sub PS1 level CGI. It is that, and that's what that's what kills me is they could have salvaged the movie if they would have used just guys in rubber suits. I think. Yeah, it would have given the movie a little bit more heart and a like little bit more character. That was half of why all the kids watched it were the kaiju battles. You know, and then and they, as it stands right now, the battles like the the kaiju battles in the and in case you don't know, kaiju means strange monster in Japanese. Yeah, that's any basically it's a stand-in for any kind of big weird thing that's fighting in a city. So yeah, so you can do more with a guy in a suit. They have more mobility, and you can move around and do a whole bunch of and suit it feels stuff. real. I mean, we, you and I have talked about this before. I think both of us are big fans of. Of practical... Oh, practical, please. Practical over special. Yeah. I mean, over CGI. Practical effects. I love practical effects. That's why why I love... um, Oh, shit. Why can't I remember the guy's name? Who did Evil Dead? Not Bruce Campbell. The guy that... Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi almost always uses practical effects. And he has... Whenever possible. Whenever possible, Yeah. yeah. And that's why I love Sam Raimi... That's why I love the old Godzilla movies. Well, you know, that's why the newer Star Wars movies like looked so so good was because they went pretty hardcore on trying to do practical effects. Practical effects always look better if you can do them right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about the the fan like problems with the new Star Wars movie. I'm just talking about visually. Yeah. It was the new Star Wars movies because they were so practical. I think made a big difference. So I feel like if they would have gone that route with this movie, it would have it would have saved a little bit of face. Um, it would and have save been, money. And save money. Instead, like we said, they went the ridiculous route and did this horrific, horrific CGI that was just abominable. It was terrible. Well, and the, I mean, they did all kinds of other things, too. Like, they did weird stuff with the costumes. They changed out the costumes to these 40-pound costumes that the actors were wearing for 10 hours a day. The The two women um, who, who were in the suits, they ended up... Uh, having back problems and stuff throughout the filming. Yeah, because instead of the regular sort of, I don't know what you call that, like spandex suits with the motorcycle helmet, they turned into these like pleather. It was that yeah. ni- mid late nineties pleather everything. Yeah, it nonsense. Was, it was shiny. It was shiny pleather with the same motorcycle helmet. So I'm sure. Well, the made. motorcycle helmets were also big and heavy. These were like full scale motorcycle helmets. Yeah. The other ones were not. Yeah. So they they. But then they also, it was like, they'd spend money in weird places. So they spent money, on a bunch of money, obviously, on really crappy CGI. And then the end scene of the movie, it ends the, like... The it, whole last sequence is just absolute fecal garbage. Well, you want to know what, for me, the reason why it's fecal garbage is, well, one, it's just cheesy camp, like whatever. I, I'm actually talking about... The um after the Power Rangers of one and they're all sitting around like eating oh, lobster okay. the, outside. The very very the end very of the end. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Who by the way who eats fucking lobster at a celebration? That's like a that's a barbecue. That's a barbecue. Well, situation. here's the thing. Here's that's a barbecue situation if I've ever seen one. Not- this is in Australia though. So this was filmed in Australia. Yeah, but and the did- idea of like grilling lobster is probably a far more normal thing. 
in a beach city, which is where where this was done. Yeah. So the the thing not a whole that, lot of lobster off of uh, you know California coast. Well, there is California spiny lobster, well, lobster yeah. but uh, you got to go more to Baja for that. But yeah. at any rate, this movie they they did this thing at the very end where. Um, the producers put out a bunch of advertisements, like, uh, in the paper and the local news, saying that they were going to give out a free fireworks show, and they did that to get, like, thousands of people to show up in this park, and so they all showed up in the park, and then, um, they, they had the actors and stuff there in the park, and they then filmed what they needed to with the actors, they all had mics on them, you can actually see the mics on, uh, Bulk and Skull. Yeah. And and they so they filmed that and it feels very low budget because they probably don't want people to know that they're being filmed because yeah. what they ended up doing was What's the what's the release law like in Australia? Do they have to tell people they're filming them? I think I well in this case I don't think so. Like you could just claim that they just so happened to walk into the screen. They just pl- they just plastered some they, uh, they just plastered some disclaimers like mm-hmm. on posts somewhere saying that you could be filmed. In most of these movies like at any time, really, you're gonna have extras, and you're gonna have to pay extras. Yes, they didn't pay any of these people. They just showed up for a free fireworks show, and then Haim Saban basically had all these people recorded without their knowledge or permission, and without so paying them, and without paying them. It's such a dick move. It is absolutely a dick move. I mean, it kind of. I mean, when I read that and I found out about that, it kind of made me angry because, like, that's just not. Yeah, it's just not cool. Yeah, you know? it's super like if you're gonna use someone to make money, and this is this is sort of part this is sort of par for the course for Hayam Saban is that he will he will suck as much money out of a situation as he can. That's how he ended up a billionaire. Yeah, I mean, and and he's one of the wealthiest people in the world because he's a dick. I'm not usually the type of guy that's like probably from what I've read. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> usually the type of guy that's like. Well, that businessman should have to pay X, Y, and Z. But, like, if you're using people and making money off of them, you should probably pay them for their work. Yeah. A decent wage. Or, or at making, least anything. Yeah, if you you're making them. millions off of off of the work of other people and you're not paying them a whole lot, then you should probably pay them. I mean, they did go over budget, though. Their budget was $15 million for... Well, I, mean, what was, I wonder what the budget was for an average... Power Rangers episode. Well, but I mean, so they went over budget, but how much would it really have set them back even further to pay extras for their actual work? Yeah, because how much does an extra make? Like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, if that. And this is ninety five, so you know, I mean, really, fifty bucks, fifty bucks a person for a couple hundred people to stand there and watch fireworks and go ooh ah. I mean, really, they and then they did other things like uh, all of the sets that, like the the palace that Dulcea was at as well as Rita and Zed's palace, was essentially framed out with wood and then uh, wrapped up with tinfoil and painted. Like, they did they did weird stuff that, like, to cut corners. I and mean, then, that's not that bad. That's, that's but not it, as looked, a, it looked cheap, though. It did, yeah. For, for, a, for a feature-length movie that was released in theaters and not, like, a direct-to-DVD or whatever, it was, it was a little on the cheap side, but people went and saw it. They did a lot of stuff. That, for me, it's like they did a lot of stuff that, like, they they spent money where they didn't need to spend it. Uh-huh. And then they cut corners where they should have put money in. Yep. So they spent money on 40-pound suits that hurt their actors. Yep. That uh, didn't look good either. I mean, they were st- they looked stupid. Yep. 
And then they spent a bunch of money on digital crap that was god awful. You know, the yeah, only no, the, the only place that I can say that they probably spent money on that that probably they got their money back on and then some was the the makeup for Ivan Ooze. Yes, that that like I said, that is Ivan Ooze's character is the only redeeming part of this entire movie. That's what Roger Ebert said too. Yeah, he's, he's right. He's the most entertaining. He is the best actor. He has like his scenes are fun to watch. And he is the only one that seems to be having fun with his role. Like he's ridiculous in it. Peter or Paul Freeman is just like he's just like, well, I'm Ivan Ooze. Let's do some crazy shit. <laughs> and everyone else is like, I'm a very serious Power Ranger right now. We need to fix this because Zordon is dying. Help us, well, please. And like he, he did ad lib. Like there's this line where he's talking about how he's remorseful that he missed the Black Plague. And yeah, because he's stuff. been in the egg for six thousand years. Yeah, and he does have this line where he's like, "I'm so sad I missed the Black pl- or the, the something about like the, the Black, Black Plague Black- and the Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion." Yeah, no, he what it was is he was talking about like how terrible those things were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then putting the Brady Bunch reunion in, in as part of that. Yeah, and that was, that was an ad lib line. Yeah. Uh, that that was what I remember them even using in the commercials. Yeah, like, but it's not something that a kid like some kid then would have some ten year old. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe they would have understood, but the the joke itself would have gone overhead. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? That's like one little bit for the parents. I so I didn't have Eleanor watch this. I didn't have her watch the Power Rangers either. It just I felt again. I felt like the Power Rangers was not go it, go violence killers. Well, no, it's, it's just like it's not in her age group that it that it would be something she would remotely understand. Yeah. You know, I mean, if she was fought, I mean, give her a couple more years when when she, when her brain is maybe a little more developed to understand kind of more of the nuances of the story and stuff, then it might have been more worth it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't mind her watching like crappy Saturday morning cartoons, like one or two here or there while we're doing the show. But Power Rangers just kind of seem like something that she wouldn't understand anyways. So yeah. I just didn't bother. Yeah. And, and probably for probably, I mean, that was good because this movie was, like we said, absolute garbage. Um, it's was it would it even be fun to watch like say in an altered state like alcohol or whatever your poison of choice is? Well, we had been drinking before because we had filmed another episode yeah. earlier today, and we it did not help me at least. No, I I started getting sleepy. I got like old man sleeps. It's it's like watching it. It's a boring. It's a boring movie. Yeah, every I, scene I mean, that's not even with the scenes with Ivan Ooze, it's not even that great. This is the least amount of notes I've taken for this movie, and that's zero. I yeah. just wrote down the name of the movie and the year it came out at the top, and then nothing because I just said, "Fuck it, what am I going to talk about? This movie's terrible." Yeah, and we've watched stuff that's worse, but this is by far the most boring thing that we have ever watched. Yeah, it's in terms of a movie that cost millions of dollars to produce, and yeah, you know, I wanted to bring up one thing, and I thought it was funny. And it was back. It's back to the point where I was saying that at no at no point in this episode or in this movie do you ever really feel like the Power Rangers are in any danger, any real danger, any real threat to them. They quip like fucking Spider Man throughout this, throughout every fight scene. They'll make stupid little lines like like coming at you, airborne or like the, whatever they're doing. They're like like you guys need to take a seat, and then they'll trip them or Ugh. like. It's like clear for landing, and then they'll like come and do a jet, like a jump kick or something, and it's like that makes it seem like you're not worried about anything. And and not only are you not worried about anything, but then for us, we're just like, okay, I get it. That that you you've got special powers. That's cool. 
I, I, I don't know. I think my recommendation is is keep this in your memory where, where it belongs. If you saw this movie as a child, don't ever watch it again. Yes. And if you never saw it and you never got into Power Rangers, this won't do anything for you anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that the, the new movie just came out, and so people are probably doing the nostalgia walk like, like we did. But don't do it. Don't do it. So just maybe skip it. Do something else with your time. Yeah, absolutely. I would not recommend this movie at all, especially since, uh, especially since I was so fond of it as a kid and rewatching it just absolutely destroyed that memory. I've just well, that's how it was for watching the show too for us. Yeah, because it destroyed our memory of the show too. We were pretty. I mean, we expected the show to like not be terrible, but yeah, but. God. But I would not recommend this show at all to anybody um, in any kind of state unless... For any reason. Unless you're like some kind of masochist and you really want to just hurt yourself. Yeah, because, I guess. Like I said, bad acting, really bad special effects, uh, bad writing, bad everything. Like there are movies where you're like, hey, that would be funny every time they say a crappy line like, take a drink. And like, and that sounds funny. That sounds like it might be fun, but I promise you what'll just end up happening is everybody's going to get bored, not paying attention and drunk yeah, doing something else. And so like your whole point of having a Power Rangers thing in the first place is just going to go out the window. So just, just forget it. Do something else. Watch something else. If you, if you want um, something to, to make a drinking game out of Legend of Zelda would be a great one. Oh yeah. Like every time he says, excuse me, princess, or every time they ma- there's a sexual reference or there's like, there's a ton of them out there. If that's what you want to do as an adult, then go for it. Yeah. For your kids, don't do it. Uh, I think for this episode, that'll do it. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't really want to talk about this one anymore. Out of all the shows we've watched, like I can usually talk about things, even if I didn't like them. This one, I'm just like, uh, I want to get this out of my memory. Well, I mean, it's fun for us. Like we had fun hanging out and watching yeah, yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. and then having fun recording, but, but it's like. This show is just, I think, you know what it is? I think you and I are just maybe a little sad that it was terrible. Yeah. Go, go to the woodshed. I'm going to beat your ass, you stupid teens. Well, maybe. Yes. Yes. All right. So uh, if you want to um, get back to us on Twitter. Yeah. um, Twitter handle is at RemasteredCast. Uh, We've been posting a lot on there. So check that shit out. Yeah, making new memes. Memes! It's all about the memes! Dropping them. Dropping them. Hot! Dropping them hot! Yeah. And uh, we got Facebook. We're responsive there. And we, we, we put videos up over there. So yeah. uh, sometimes when we're recording, we'll record if you some wanna, videos. Yeah, if you want to see our stupid faces. Yeah. Yeah, go for check it. Check it out. Yeah, and get an inside look of our house. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. see my super... In the last video, you saw my super awesome Fifth Element... Uh, and Justice League posters. Yeah, and we we had we had one uh, that we did about Batman. You could see my kitchen. So, oh. yeah. yeah. Uh, if Part you wanna, of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you can do that at childhoodremastered at gmail.com. We would like to thank John Howarth for the use of our theme music. The song is called Nascent. He has a SoundCloud. We've linked it on our website, so check that out. It's really good stuff. It's good electronic music if you're into that sort of thing. Even if you're not, check it out. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll absolutely do it. I hope you've had at least some enjoyment from this. I'm Chris. And I'm Sean. And until next time, this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. 